What do you get when two dudes who love Jesus and our masters at going with the flow get together? You get the Flow Podcast with J-Log and Marcus, where they discuss all things faith, life, and off the wall. All right, welcome to Flow. Uh, I'm Marcus. I'm J-Log. And we have a special guest, but before we get into that, let's have an open word of prayer. Let's pray, guys. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, I thank you for loving us so much that you sent your son to Calvary. Though we didn't deserve it, Father, you you did it anyway, and God, I'm so thankful for that. Lord, I thank you for our guest today, God, and, and his heart for you. And Lord, I pray for our listeners today that they hear his words, uh, which are spoken through him by you, and that, Lord God, you're allowed to touch someone's life in a way so powerful that they'll have no option but to understand and know that they need to accept you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So like I said, we have a special guest. Uh, if you're familiar with TikTok by any means, you probably have seen this guy. Um, he's a little bit famous on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, and by a little bit, I mean a lot. Um, but I'll have J-Log uh, introduce him, and uh, we'll go from there. Man, I've had the pleasure of knowing this this young man for a few, few months now. And uh, so blessed and thankful to call him a... A real good friend of my son Tyler's. Um, as Marcus said, if you're familiar with TikTok in the Christian realm, you definitely know of this guy. Uh, if not, I'd like to check your pulse uh, <laughs> just because he's all over the place. He loves the Lord. He's got a heart for Jesus. And and uh, you may you may just know him best by Jesus loves you. And uh, <laughs> so, no further ado, I'd like to enter, enter, or, or introduce. Pulling up in his his G, or his, uh, uh, his truck. His truck, yeah. <laughs> See that white truck pull up? You might you might have a clue who we're talking about now. But uh, without further ado, let's introduce Mr. Caden McGuire. And uh, Caden, we're so thankful to have you, and uh, welcome to Flow. Yo, I'm so thankful to be here. This is awesome. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. So we're excited to have you, man. Um, but kind of tell us a little bit who you are, where you're from, and uh, kind of what you've been doing in your life, and where kind of God has brought you—not uh, brought you, but <clears throat> what He's been doing in the last few months. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Um, my name is Caden McGuire. Um, I'm 23 years old. Um, uh, my birthday is June 15th, 1997. I was a June baby, summer baby, which I hated in school because I didn't get to celebrate and bring candy. <laughs> um, it's probably the worst thing ever. Um, but. Uh, I grew up in a Christian household, uh, so I grew up going to church my entire life, um, and I grew up getting the chance to get to know who Jesus Christ was. But I never, I never took the time out of my own childhood, my own life, to take the time to actually get to know Him personally and connect in an intimate relationship with Him. Um, so that allowed me to eventually um, just grow an ego for myself by finding my identity in a bunch of different things. And by doing that, it allowed me, and it was almost like I was running away from God for such a long time. Mm. So I did that for a long time, and uh, I turned into a full-blown alcoholic by the age of 18. Um, I started drinking when I was about 15 years old, uh, and I did that. It was a lifestyle for me for about six or seven years until I got in a super bad accident um, that honestly should have sent me straight to hell if it wasn't for um, the grace and mercy of God through Jesus Christ. Um, So that time and all of my brokenness, I got down on my hands and my knees and I said, Jesus, I need you. I was like, I don't want to be this way. I hate myself. I was at a point in time. I was so low in my life that I was literally praying to God, literally to just take my life. Like I didn't want to be there. Mm. Like I was trying to connect. 
um, back in the day. I was so low. I was trying to connect with Satan himself, like through witchcraft and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. I was so, so focused on trying to find worldly fulfillment. And I was searching and searching and searching, but I just couldn't ever find it. Um, until that moment when I literally hit rock bottom and I called out Jesus' name and he changed my life forever. That's so awesome. That's, that's awesome. You yeah, that, that's, that's crazy. Um, you know, I know, I know a little bit of your story. Uh, actually, I know a lot of your story. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I, I can tell you this by watching, watching your, your testimonial videos on TikTok and stuff, man. It's, guys, look this man up. Uh, real quick, Caden, if you would, give your TikTok handle out. Um, it's just my name, uh, Caden McGuire, C-A-D-E-N-M-C-G-U-I-R-E. Guys, if you're not on TikTok, even if you're some of the, maybe the older group in this, in, of our listeners, and you want to be touched um, by somebody's story, uh, just so that you all know, TikTok basically is a one, either a 15 second or a 60 second video that you can make. And I can personally tell you that, that this young man right here, to watch his testimonial video on TikTok in 60 seconds, I've learned so much about what God can take you from, pull you from, and, and, and bring you into when you turn yourself over to him. And uh, in doing that, you know, Caden, tell a little bit about, uh, is there anything else you want to get into, Marcus, first before we start um, on the Zoom part? I was, yeah, I was going to ask, kind of go, so are you on more than just TikTok? Um, that, I have social media, uh, Instagram, social media, duh. <laughs> I have uh, Snapchat. Um, and that's about it. Okay. Um, so with Instagram and Snap, or we'll we'll go Instagram and TikTok for those, for those that are kind of there. When was it kind of when you changed? Because obviously TikTok and TikTok has always been around, but Instagram has been probably since you were in high school and maybe even earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. When did that kind of change into I'm going to start spreading the gospel and I'm going to kind of say this is who I am and I believe in who I believe in and you're either going to like it or unfollow me. Okay. Uh, see, well, <clears throat> growing up, I'm glad you say that, Marcus, because growing up, I was a Christian. I thought I was a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I was religious. So I was always the kid in high school to um, make sure it was known that I was a Christian. Um, I would post Bible scriptures, quotes that I had no idea what they meant, but if they said something about Jesus, I would post them. Um, and I would even, I was the typical athlete that had Philippians 413 in my bio, but I had no idea. I couldn't even tell you what it meant. I had no idea what it mm. even said, but I did that um, back in the day. And I always wanted to try to express my faith, but I never, never lived it out. I'd go play a football game. And right after the football game, I would um, go ch- chase girls and go party all, all night long. Um, mm. So that kind of tells you how I, I was, I wasn't even lukewarm. Um, I was just like flat out cold, but um, <laughs> myself a Christian, um, even though I was not, not saved 100%. I knew of Jesus Christ, but I know deep down in my heart that I, I did not believe. I did not believe. Um, so I would say, um, like I mentioned my wreck, um, I got my wreck. I was looking at two to seven years in prison at that time. And uh, it absolutely wrecked me. Uh, so I called out and I said, if I'm, I know I'm going to go through consequences here. I know I'm going to go through struggles. Um, I'm going to have people hating me, um, trying to do stuff to me that I've never experienced before because of the actions and decisions that I've chose to make. Uh, so I said about that point in time, like August, uh, 23rd, September 23rd of 2018, I said, 
I'm surrendering all. I want to live for you. Mm. So you, so pretty much the last two years. Yeah. 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 Last two years. I started out um, after that wreck. I was really figuring out like what it meant. I started instantly like getting into my Bible, but I really started to figure out really quickly. Um, God started working on me really fast. Uh, what it meant to go from being just a Christian to following Jesus Christ. That's huge. That's awesome. That's a huge point right there because, you know, when we call ourselves Christians, and especially for those that get saved first mm-hmm. starting out, they're so quick to say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. instead of, I'm a Christian, and I'm following Jesus, and I'm everything that he wants me to be, and I'm still growing every day to be that much more. And so, you know, I commend you on that, and the hunger, the desire to keep after it um, at such a young salvation age, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, I wasn't saved till I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I put that in close cause I was, I prayed the prayer when I was younger, but right. um, you know, I never really lived my life out and really mm-hmm. surrendered my whole life to, to ministry oh. and to, to Jesus till my freshman year in college. And mm-hmm. it was actually like mid mid year, not like beginning mm-hmm. of it, but um so since 2018 to where we are now, could you ever have imagined that you'd have close to 100,000 followers on TikTok and close to 9,000 on Instagram and all that stuff? No, um, honestly, it's literally, it's, uh, it's, it's just crazy how God has worked in that way. I just started posting videos about uh, four or five months ago. Um, I had no idea that there was any kind of Christian side on TikTok. I downloaded it one night. Actually, I downloaded it uh, like two nights after my wreck in the first video I got on there. Cause I'm like, all right, I need something to take my mind off things. I got on, saw a girl in a bikini twerking and I deleted the app because <laughs> I'm like, I don't need any of that. Uh, so then I redownloaded it again. And I think like March and I was like, you know what? I was really involved in my youth ministry at this point in time. And uh, I uh, was like, you know what? I'm just going to post, post something about God something about Jesus and I got on there posted it and it just started to kind of blow up a little bit and then my for you page started seeing all this Christian side and I'm like yo it's like this is sweet <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome so uh, go ahead Marcus um with that I mean we, we kind of joke that you're famous and we kind of joke <laughs> with that um but I'm sure between on a daily basis you probably get messages of you know saying thank you for all you're doing uh, and I'm sure other probably maybe hate mail and things like that. But um, yeah. how do you stay humble and not let it get to your head? And, how, and then when you get to that point, because I know, um, I think it was Max a while back, he was talking about how uh, in one of his videos that he's been doing it because he warned the followers and like he, and he apologized and all that stuff. So how do you kind of keep yourself in check? And maybe you have accountability partners that help you with that too. But how do you kind of not be saying, Oh, I'm famous. I need to do this for the followers, but I need to keep doing it for Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really good question. That's something a lot of people, um, I think they don't really take to heart. And a lot of times it's like, you get that mindset where you're like, Oh man, I haven't posted a video today. I need to post a video. Um, so like me and Max, uh, we have, we've had multiple conversations about it because, uh, it's like, we both had those times where you get in the like zone and you're like, man, I just want to make all these people happy. And then you forget to like take your own time. Um, with God himself. Uh, so I think whenever you stop, stop having that um, alone time with God every single day, then you start to lose focus on what you're really doing it for. 
um, like, yeah, the followers are awesome. The likes is awesome. It's awesome to be able to just post and be able to share the gospel with the world through that. Um, but if you're not having alone time with God and you're not um, relying on your personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ above all else, then the rest of it means nothing. Yeah, that was that was always one of our biggest things. And even start and flow, we told our we told ourselves we made an agreement. We looked at each other and we said, you know, whether we have one Ten. one subscriber yeah. or or a hundred thousand subscribers or whatever, if that one person gets on each week and listens and responds saying that their lives has been touched, then we've achieved our message and we've achieved our goal. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but it's, it's for me, you know, it's definitely humbling to watch, you know, how old are you again, Caden? 25, 23, 23, 23. Okay. To watch somebody it's 23 years of age and be so humble with it because I can see a lot of people within your age group, even, you know, from 18 to 25, even let it go to their head and let them let it be you know it starts out for god but then they see their popularity rise through it and not be able to keep him at the forefront and yeah. so so i commend you for that yeah and i know for me um so i downloaded tiktok because of quarantine um but mostly just because i wanted to connect with my youth because i couldn't do that um obviously for obvious reasons but when i got to my thousand followers which i worked my butt off to trying to get to that because I wanted to be able to do my live streams and do my Bible studies with them. Uh, I kind of realized I wasn't really doing it for that. I, I mean, that's why I started it. But to get to that point, when I got to that point, I was like, okay, I need to back off a little bit because now I'm more focused on my videos mm-hmm. than I am on my Bible study. So it's like, I need to kind of scale it back a little bit. Not, not necessarily not do uh, the, the funny mm-hmm. videos and things like that, but I need to focus on more, why am I doing this? You know, one of the things that humbles me a lot with it, and I, with my big 547 <laughs> followers I've got, uh, I honestly started watching it and getting on it because I actually liked watching the videos. And not to mention, I wanted to police my daughter, Abby. She she had it. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of police what was going on there. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of how I got started with it. And then I didn't even know that, Christianity and 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 things of that nature on TikTok was even a possibility until Tyler walked behind the couch one day and said, "Dad, I've got X, Y, and Z amount of followers." And I was like, "Really? What are you doing?" I was like, "You know, what are you doing with your life that you got this many people <laughs> right. or whatever?" You know, and it wasn't very many. I mean, it was like say fifteen thousand or whatever the case may have been or whatever. And he's like, "Dad, all I'm doing is posting daily Bible verses and me talking about it." And I'm like, "No way." that you've got 15,000 people. I mean, that's great. I was yeah. happy about it and excited that there was that many people excited to hear about Jesus and stuff. And I said, you're doing all this on this little app thing. And so well, that's, that's what I like. I started doing my daily challenges Yeah, where I read a quick verse, talk about it. And now I've got close mm-hmm. to four, 4,000 followers within a couple months. And I just blows my mind. <laughs> well, you know, and, and you know, this kind of brings me into our, 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 I guess our next topic of yeah. conversation, Caden, that through this little app, and and through everything that you were doing for the Lord and using the, letting the Lord empower you, tell us a little bit about how the Zoom Bible study came about, why, how, uh, the thought process behind that, and we can talk then. You know where it was, where it is, and where it's going. Where it's going. Sweet. Um. Okay. So um, I started. I started. Um growing like at a really rapid pace um i started 
like whenever this started, I had like, I, I can't remember, like 9,000 followers, maybe nine or 10. Mm-hmm. And I just started feeling God tell me, like I started a Bible study through my church. Um, we'd meet at a daily, at a coffee shop called the daily grind. Um, we'd go in, we'd get a snack or whatever Sunday after church, drink coffee. I'd bring my Red Bull in. Um, and we'd have a Bible study and then quarantine happened and it shut it down and everyone was so like broken. And they're asking me like, yo, how are we going to meet up? How are we going to meet up? And that's when I started posting videos. So I was actually talking to uh, Jana, Jana TikToks on the phone one night. I was working out of town. I was in a hotel and I was like, dude, we should just do a Bible study one night. She's like, yeah, come on, let's do it. So I sat down in my bed that night um, and I prayed and I'm like, God, I'm going to reach out to so and so many people. Um, whoever messages me back, uh, I'm just going to tell them, yo, here's my number, call me. And we're going to throw this thing together. Completely gave it up to God. And I went through my for you page and the first like 15 or 20 people that I saw, um, I messaged and it's the 15 or 20 people that's in our chat and still runs the Bible study with us today. Um, I reached out to them and like, um, a couple of them was like, after I got to talk to them about it, they're like, man, yeah, it was just weird. Cause at first, like you were just this like random guy, like you had like 9,000 followers. Everyone else has like 40,000. So I was like a nobody to them. And uh, they're mm-hmm. like, this random guy gave me their number. And they're like, yo, call me. And they're like, well, all right. So they called me and uh, we ended up throwing it together. Um, the first night, I think we had like 168 people and we're like, wow, this is amazing. This is insane. Uh, so then everyone started commenting, Hey, you're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. So we're like, all right, God, we see what you want to do. That's it. Completely, no, like we had no plans, no planning at all this point in time. Like I'd just reach out be like, yo, you trying to give a message? Yo, you trying to give a message? Had no kind of structure, no nothing. Um, and people were starting to love it. And the next week after that, we had like 260 people and we stayed pretty steadily around like 180 to 220 for about six weeks. And then it started to die down a little bit once quarantine started dropping, summertime started rolling around. And I remember one, one week we had like 140 people and we're all like, like, man, what if this dies? What if this dies? And the next week, the next week it went from 140, like gradually like decreasing like 20, 30 people for about three weeks. Then we hit boom, 300 people maxed out. So the next week I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, bro, I got to upgrade zoom. I got to upgrade zoom. So I go and I get my church. I'm like, man, we got to upgrade this soon. Uh, We had 300 people, more people want to come. We might have like 350 people next week. So I hurry up, we go upgrade Zoom. The night before I got to upgrade it, literally 12 hours before the Zoom call started this next Friday. And the Zoom call starts up and within minutes of 7.30, boom, it maxed out at 500 again. And I'm like, holy crap. I'm sitting there, my heart's beating. I'm trying to give a message this night. And my heart's like beating out of my chest the most nervous I've ever been in my entire life. And then uh, I'm like, after that call, I sit back and I'm like crying. I'm like, man, how is this even possible right now? Like, Mm. I was like, God, what, what did we, a bunch of kids deserve to literally be able to start a church, an online church through an app. And I was like, we got to upgrade to a thousand people. (laughs) Upgrade to a thousand people. And that's the week I was with you, J-Log. Yeah. Um, And we had like 820 people or something that Mm -hmm. we could do out um it's still at a thousand people and we've been having about 600 ever since then um but it's just went from upgrade to upgrade to upgade and from just one decision of uh deciding to do a zoom bible study and everyone loved it and we've just the amount of people that we've had reach out to us like 
all between all of us saying that they want to accept Jesus, the Jesus during the Zoom call, they accepted Jesus during one of our lives or something that we were talking about Jesus. It's just, it's insane. That's insane. What do you, uh, take a minute if you would, Caden, and just explain the Zoom, kind of what goes down from, you know, the, the word go when it launches and throughout the whole call and, you know, how, how it works. Um, so, uh, we basically try to run it almost like a church. We try to keep it small, but we try to break out and have a lot of conversations. So people get involved with each other, um, and get to connect and create relationships. Um, I like to call them kingdom ships. Um, so we're creating ships within the kingdom. Um, but, uh, we started off, we started the zoom call and whoever's leading worship, they'll run through three songs. So we get the spirit there. Um, we're praising God. Um, I believe, um, praising God is it's like a weapon for us. Like we get to praise God. It that's how we can fight battles. Um, that's how, uh, for me, that's how I connect one on one with God the most is just worshiping God. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, everyone loves worship. So we start with three three worship songs. Uh, bust out into the first question or first question. First message, we go through a quick message, and then after that message, um, we break out into a small what they're called breakout room for about 10, 12 minutes um, with a leading discussion topic. And we'll go into that breakout group and the people will have the chance to connect with each other one-on-one, share what's on their heart, be vulnerable, be open, whatever they're struggling with. Um, and then we come back in, go through message number two, bust back out again, breakout room, do the same thing again, and then come back in. And after that, it's like literally a giant family um, just sitting in there together getting to go through anything from prayer requests to praise reports to what God's been telling them, um, what God's been putting on their heart. And it's just, it's just so amazing. It's just so amazing. Amen. I agree with that. It's, it's, it's a life changer. I mean, I would have never guessed, you know, I'm, I'm as close. I, I would hope everybody else is with their family, but I mean, me and my kids, my kids are my life as well as my wife. And you know, a little bit about that Caden and, and we share everything. We like to experience everything together. And I try never to crowd too much into their personal business because I don't want them to, I want them to have their own identity. But, you know, when this thing here started, and I still try to do that to an extent, but I feel the spirit pulling at me so hard because I'm like, I want to be a part of this just because, honestly, just because the spirit's there. I mean, honestly, I, I love you guys. I love, you all know that. I tell you that all the time. But but at the end of the day, when it comes to the Friday nights, obviously, I, I mean, that's that's the given as far as you guys go. But honestly, I'm just I just can't wait to get there just to see what the spirit's going to do next. And, you know, I'm not sure. Was it last week or the week before? I think we had 15 saved. And, yeah, you know, and it, it's just unbelievable what the Lord's doing through this. And I'm sure looking back at it, like you just said, you know, you couldn't have ever imagined the spirit and, and God using a 23 year old and, and the rest of your team to do what you're doing to serve him. And just to see, man, I mean, I'm telling you just in case you all don't know out there, uh, for you listeners, I mean, the spirit is moving so heavy. There's people crying, including this big baby right here. Uh, (laughs) There's, Me too. <laughs> there's people there's people lifting the hands worshiping god uh i just encourage you and of course before we're done here we'll give out the id uh, if that's okay 
and give out the idea and uh, see see where God wants to take yeah, us. I know like I've only been able to do a few uh, times to join you guys for Zoom. Uh, I've got a two year old daughter at home, so trying to do Zoom and then her running around is kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I've I've joined in. Uh, one of the times was when you were, I think you were, no, that was, uh, that wasn't this one. Um, but, uh, kind of talk about, cause it's always somebody different doing the the messages and things like that. So how do you kind of choose and kind of prepare for, cause you do it every Friday. So, I mean, there's yeah. obviously pre- preparation to get into that. Um, yeah. so how do you kind of choose who's going to do what, you know, what goes into kind of preparing for it? Okay. Um, so Right now, uh, with everyone having um, full-time jobs or being in college and stuff, um, it's kind of, it's, this is our main priority is the Bible study, but ultimately, like, our lifestyle has to come, like, our lifestyle and our own walk with Christ has to come before this, Um, but then this is what, like, we have our life, we have our walk with Christ, we have our life, and then we have the Bible study, and that's um, kind of how I go about this, and any of my free time that's not um, spending alone time with God, working my job, it's put into this in preparation for it. Um, so, or making videos and telling people Jesus loves me. <laughs> uh, so after the Friday night Zoom call, I instantly start praying. I instantly start um, trying to seek out um, answers and stuff. Um, and then I really just start feeling like, like I'll be scrolling through my phone and I'll feel like God tell me like, yeah, you should reach out to this person this week or you should reach out to this person this week. Um, and I will, and I'll sit down once a month um, and try to plan out for the next two months about um, the series that we'll have going on. And then I'll um, message the group and we'll kind of talk about it. And then um, all the time, it's like our groups just normally, we've had a couple um, discussions about a couple different things, um, but ultimately it's like God pushes us all towards the same thing at the same time. And it's just crazy how it's all worked. Right. So where do you see this? I mean, obviously we're kind of, we're hoping that we're at the end of quarantine and all that stuff, but who knows? Um, kind of thinking future, where would you kind of like to see this Zoom call go? Um, and my, I, I have a question after you answer this that kind of, you know, just see what you think, but answer that first. Um, long term or short term first? Let's go short term. Short term, um, for now I see this um, – being a um, online ministry, um, just anyone that, um, what I like to tell people every Friday is, um, my main goal is to help everyone reach their full potential in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that's the way I like to take this Zoom call is that whoever joins, whoever wants to be a part of this, I wanna help, even if they're stronger than me in their faith, I wanna help them reach their full potential in Jesus Christ. And so does everyone that's a part of it. Um, so that's, that's short term, I would say. Okay. And I'm going to assume, I think I know what you're going to go with in the, the long term, but do you ever see this maybe becoming more than just online? Do you think maybe it would be a church plant, maybe becoming more of a church um, and kind of growing into that? Yeah, I definitely see this starting a building. Okay. I see, a, see this starting a building, yes. Um, Man, that's I think, I'm getting hyped right now. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think many of us in the Zoom call, um, I mean, ultimately we have about 20 people um, in our group chat um, that kind of helps put things together for this. Um, So there's probably gonna be 
six or seven or eight different buildings that people are a part of, of the group that uh, we have running this right now. Um, but everyone, it's everyone, their self is their own ministry. Um, like us three right here, we're three different ministries right now. Um, and like, we're a part of two different buildings. I'm, I'm assuming you guys go to the same church. We did. We, we, we used to. <laughs> we used to. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. So three different churches. Right. Yeah, three three uh, different but, churches. Yeah, I think ultimately um, this this is going to end up turning into a building. And that's, that's awesome. That's so hey, exciting. Was that your long term? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the way you answered that, I kind of thought, because that was my question, because uh, as I was, I've been in your, your Zooms and things like that, like my first thought, and I, so I'm a I'm a youth pastor. Well, I'm, you still are. I'm a, I'm a youth pastor, um, but uh, just seeing the because I mean you you have a range of from pretty much almost high schoolers to forty two year olds. Here we go. <laughs> um, We've had a couple sixty year olds. Yeah, it's, I'm sure it's and, and a nine year old. That's awesome, Miguel. A nine year old that spreads the gospel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's He's awesome. awesome. Um, you know, so also it's not just like Kentucky, it's not just, uh, you know, one area. I mean, it's globally, mm-hmm. which yeah. is just even awesome, more awesome. So like you're, you're talking nine for buildings, but it could be six different countries. Yeah. I, uh, one of the first, I think it was the fifth or sixth week, week. Um, it was so cool. Just, we'd started off and like, we'd throw right in the beginning, like, yo, type in where you're from. And I remember counting between the different states and countries, there was like 43 different states or maybe 37 different states. Um, and with the other different countries, there was, I forget what it was, but it was, it was like 37 different states and 53 different countries and states together or something. It was something crazy. I forget what it was, but it was like literally people from everywhere. That's mm. awesome. That is awesome. I mean, so it's, I mean, all I can tell you is God's using it. Yeah. He's He's using it in a mighty way. Um, it's a reassurance to me that, that regardless, I mean, even though we don't know if this is the the signs of the end of times or the Lord come, obviously we don't know none don't of that. Know. But at the I end... I wish people would stop predicting it. I wish people would leave it, leave it alone <laughs> and let, let, it, let it happen. But at the end of the day, what, what, what this brings to my mind is is that for those of us that are His... He will always make sure we find comfort and peace and our time of need and our time of struggle. And and if not, and we are in our time of struggle, this is how to handle it. You know, I'm kind of like you in the situation where it was September of 2018 for me that I fully gave all myself to Jesus. And, you know, and it's, it's amazing once you do that, what he does with you. I mean, yeah. all chains are broken. Everything's just wide open. Um, but for your for your ministry of what you're doing, my man, it's God's using you in a powerful way. I know I, I, I text and tell you that quite a bit, and I just want you to understand that that it, that there's there's very few people, even though I know they're Christians, that I can look at and say, "Man, I see Jesus," and you're one of those people. And you know, and and there's a there's a handful of others that are in the group that that's that way. But uh, you're one of them that I want to encourage. That I want to make sure that that we all stay in contact together. And 
and stuff because Jesus pours out of you like me turning on a faucet and water comes out, you know, and it's just a blessing. Yeah. So uh, before we kind of get into our questions, I'll ask this question. Um, what has God been teaching you in the last few weeks that's been kind of like, you know, sp- you know, speaking to you? Ooh, the last few weeks in particular? Uh, I mean, last few weeks, month, you know, um, kind of right. re- more well, recently, I guess. Yeah, more recently, um, it's definitely um, patience, his timing <laughs> and not my timing. Okay, that's good. That's good. Let's expand it since quarantine. What's God been teaching you? Ooh, since quarantine. Um, honestly, well, to start, um, like whenever I started um, into quarantine, I was I thought I was really deep in my faith, but I started posting these videos. <clears throat> um, and honestly, TikTok has literally forced me, like God's forced me because of TikTok to grow deeper in my faith and to gain more knowledge throughout the Bible. Um, because people would come to me with questions like I had no idea where this, where to even find this. So I had to search, I had to dig, I had to try to find the answers. Um, and it has literally forced me to become like beast mode for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say since quarantine, God's just taught me like to seek him in all I do. Like everything mm-hmm. I do, seek him above all. Awesome. So um, what do you do outside of Zoom Bible study and TikTok? Um, my main job, I am a carpenter. Um, I'm in the carpenters union. Um, so I work really hard. I work like a dog all week long. Um, and ultimately, the construction field's really nasty. It's really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to be a light to so many people. Um, it's it gets, it gets really hard because... Um, everyone's favorite swear word in the construction field is the name of Jesus. Um, and it just, it gets under my skin, something crazy. Um, so I'll either reply with one or two things and I'll look at him and say, loves you, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I'll look at him and go, loves you. <laughs> there you go. He is so classic. That's good. It makes <laughs> it fires him up or they'll say, I uh, go use his name. Um, and I'll just look at him and say, what Jesus have to do with that? And they'll just get like, they'll feel like so, out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got a question for you with that to kind of bounce off that. I work in the same style of industry in the transportation and trucking industry where truck drivers are not the most politest <laughs> and well-mannered with their tongue, um, yeah. individuals out there, but there are some, uh, do you have in doing what you say you've done, whether, you know, like Jesus, and then you say loves you or whatever, has that led into any type of, gospel conversations for you yeah yeah it has um many of them um because it's just like i just i like to do it because one um i just want to let everyone know that i come in contact with like how much jesus christ actually loves them two um i got it to the point now where like people like like these videos like make people happy and it like boosts their spirit in them um so i'm like man all i I just got to tell people like right now like it might not those videos might not necessarily like um, blow up, but it's it's cool to just be able to like tell the people that follow me like, yo, Jesus loves you in like the most funny, goofy way I can do it. Right. Like pulling up in your white uh, truck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, um, I have had many conversations started like um, telling someone like Jesus loves them. Um, and then they'll say something like there's no way Jesus can love me after some of the things I've done or 
Jesus can't love me. I'm too far gone. Or Jesus can't love me because I hate him and stuff like that. Or I don't believe in him. Um, but then that allowed me to take mm-hmm. the second step. Just give him one of the old, uh, well, let me tell you a little bit about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is, you know, honestly, that's one of my favorite things that you do. And you, you do it quite a bit on the, the Bible study is you use the analogy of how people say I'm too far gone. And then you lead right into your story of, the alcoholism and the the, yeah. the sports and the women and the this that and the other and you, where you are now and you know nobody was too far gone than you thought you were and look where you're at now and that's just such a testimony and uh, excites me when I hear it because it's it's the truth. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. One of the reasons why I followed you uh, on TikTok was one of my first videos that I saw of yours was you saying this is where I was and it was you I think out at a party or something. Um and then he was and then you were like, This is where I am now and uh, I was like, That's that's awesome. I mean, uh, and it, it, I mean it's kinda of brought back back to what I was because um I was not I didn't get into drinking but girls and all that stuff was definitely in my, my repertoire and mm-hmm. um I was definitely not living for the Lord for my pretty much a whole high school career and uh God got a hold of me very very quickly but yeah, this is crazy. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. It took him a while to uh, get a hold of me because I sprinted as fast as I could and as far away from him as I could. Um, but that just goes to show, like, no matter how far away you think that you can be from him, he doesn't stop chasing you. Mm. Amen. He stays still, that's for sure, in terms of not leaving. When it seems like, you know, the song, it's, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, you know, it, it talks about everybody else is running away, but he's still there. Yep. And... I cannot think of that song to save my life. But, uh, but anyway, what, what? My, my youth pastor always said, uh, you can run as far as you want, but at the end of the day, Jesus is just one step behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's for certain. Yeah. Um, well, you ready to dig into some uh, questions, some Mr. Caden? Questions? Yeah, let's yeah, get we, we, got, we got some time for for more than three, I think. Yeah, so. I think we do too. But uh, this, one, this first one is from Abigail Sarah, um, and she asks, how do you overcome anxiety or worry? Or worry? Yeah. Basically basically the same thing. <laughs> kind of. Um, so uh, I know that a couple different translations, um, they like to um, – they'll have a different – a couple different translations put this verse in a couple different ways. But I love the way um, – I think it's the New Living Translation puts um, – I think it's First Peter 5, verse 4, 5, or 7. Um, I can't remember exactly. Um, but it says – um, cast all of your worries and anxiety on him. It's like, cause those are the two things I think anxiety, worrying and depression just holds people down. Um, it's like the waters are like, like we sing in the song oceans. It's like the waters are literally about to overtake us. And as the higher they come, the higher they come, the more our worries, anxiety and everything just keeps flooding with it. Um, and what I like to think is uh, like back in Hebrew, um, the term for water literally means like destruction, evil, um, and just like pure nastiness. So, uh, it's crazy how to think of singing the song oceans also in the waters flooding you and getting ready to overtake your head. And it feels like you're about to go under. But what I like to tell everyone is you can't, you can't expect those waters to overtake you whenever our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ walks on water. Mm. It just can't happen. Whenever wow. you put, whenever you put your trust in the worry and anxiety and depression and struggles and everything that you're fighting can't, they literally cannot overcome. Like 
yeah, we're going to battle them. But ultimately, um, there's power and there's peace in the presence of the Lord. That's awesome. Well put. <laughs> so I sit back. Um, it's, it's just so, so important to have alone time, um, get in the presence of the Lord and just sit there, no matter what you got to do, cry, um, yell out, scream, whatever you got to do, just do it in the presence of the Lord. That's it. Uh, got a question here. This is going to be from Morgan 20042. And she says, no matter how hard I try to not sin, I just can't seem to stay on track. How did you go from a life of sin to living for him and him only? And by the way, she says, you're an inspiration. Well, um, tell her thank you, and I love her very much, um, and Jesus loves her. Uh, but <clears throat> um, could, what was that? What was the beginning of that? It says, no matter how hard I tried to not sin, I just can't seem to stay on track. How did you go from a life of sin to living for him and him alone? Um, so we're humans, we're born into sin. Um, like as soon as you start growing up, like you want to go out and you want to taste what the world's all about. You want to see how much flavor you can take, how much flavor you can taste, like how much this tastes good, how much that tastes good. It's like walking to a candy shop. You want to try a little bit of everything. Um, I, I think that life in this world, whenever you don't have Jesus Christ is that everything starts to taste better and better and better. And that's how people get addicted like I did. Um, and you don't have to be addicted to drugs or alcohol. You can just be flat out be addicted to the world. Hmm. Um, so for me, it was, um, the Bible tells us to, like in, endurance is so big. Endurance is so big. So you can't expect like instantly, I'm sure you remember um, the first moment you were saved. Um, it's just like, whenever you get saved and you have a spiritual, um, a spiritual moment, Satan comes in and he wants to attack hard because as soon as you get built up, he wants to build you back down. Not build you back down. That sounded stupid. Build, bring you back down. Um, <laughs> we're going to fight crazy spiritual battles. I mean, Jesus himself, as soon as he got baptized, went into the wilderness mm -hmm. to be tempted for three days. He got tempted, tried. Satan's telling him, like, yo, jump off this. I bet you can't do it. Um, I bet you should, you should probably just go make some food for yourself. You're probably a little bit too hungry to sit here and not eat. So he goes out there and he's literally tempting the Son of God. Um, so we're going to be tempted, but the Bible one tells us that we're not going to be tempted with anything that we can't bear and that no one else gets tempted with. Like everyone gets tempted with the same stuff. So for me and her and you, we all get tempted with the same things, but it's all about that endurance that we build. And that endurance is how we learn how to put on the full armor of God, um, the helmet, the shield, carry the sword. It's how we learn how to fight battles. It's how we learn how to get in the presence of the Lord and say the hardest word ever. And it's a two letter word. No. Oh wow! Wow! This word for us to That's say. huge. And you're how old? Yeah, twenty three. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. That is that is That's so awesome. big. Um, so awesome. this one is from uh, Faith Cummings, and she says, "Who is your biggest role model in your life?" And I'm going to add to that, why? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> who my biggest role model? Um, honestly, um. And don't, do, say, don't do the cliche of Jesus. <laughs> he, I would, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> my, my mom's mom. It's my grandma. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll go off that. Um, why? Um, and it's because, um, my mom would tell me stories, and they would tell me stories. Now, my grandma, and grand, my grandma and grandpa are both um, now safe. Um, my grandma always has been. Um, 
and she's been a real godly woman. Um, my grandpa was an alcoholic for a long time and put my grandma and mom and my uncle through a really bad lifestyle for like many, many years. And um, my grandma told me like she never stopped praying for him. She had full confidence in God and full faith and trust and hope in God that um, he would be able to change his heart and show him Jesus through her. Um, and eventually that ended up happening. Um, so hearing that story, and her um, always continuing to pray for me every single day. She never treated me any different. I would come to their house hungover, um, drunk. Um, like they would, they knew how wild I was. She would never tell me any different. Um, and she was just always so loving and showed such a light to me. And she was just Jesus speaking through me, uh, speaking to me all the time. And even though I never connected with Jesus then, um, I believe that probably some of the power in the prayers that she was holding me up to God with. It's probably That's what part it. of the reason God got a hold of me. When he Amen. Did. I agree with that. I agree with that. Got one right here. I'll, I'll do one more and then you can do the last one. How's that? Go ahead. All right. So this one's also from faith. Um, and uh, I'm going to kind of go before I, you answer, I want to kind of go, but the, um, the question is what is one piece of advice you would tell your, the, your old self? Um, and I'm going to say this. Uh, I know if I would ask that, I wouldn't tell myself anything uh, because I don't know if I'd be where I am now. Um, yeah. But if I could, or if you could say something that may not change much um, to where if you get saved or anything like that, but um, what is one thing maybe you would, you would tell your old self? Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you. I wouldn't, um, I would love to be able to say that I could change stuff about my old self, but ultimately for me, I know that, if I wouldn't have went through what I went through, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But mm-hmm. um, I wish I wish I could, and I wish I could go back and change the way I live. I wish I could go back and um, follow Jesus from the get-go, but I can't do that. Um, so now I just get to use the power and the blood of Jesus mm-hmm. and share what in my life. But I would probably tell my old self, um, above all, we live in a world right now where, like I said earlier, everything looks so flavorable. Um, everything looks so so tasty we're getting to the point where it's like like sex is just broadcasted everywhere um and the world's just so nasty and um thinking back to like when my grandparents were growing up purity was like a normal thing back then um and now it's like listening to high schoolers talking just me being in high school and knowing um all the different women that i've been with uh i wish that i could go back and save myself for marriage. Hmm. Man, that's that, uh, that would be yes. Nice. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. I yeah. actually that yeah. you say that <laughs> that's what I would tell my my future self because that was yeah. the hardest conversation I ever had mm-hmm. with my wife. I think yeah. I think for me, uh, I'm going to jump on this train too a little bit. Yeah. I agree with the cliche answer of you know obviously I wouldn't be where I'm at now if it but all that I agree with that. Yeah. But seeing how much closer I've grown with Jesus in the past two years, if I could go back and change anything, it would be, why did you keep him in the kitchen when you could have took him to the living room, the bedroom, the bathroom, the hallway, on top of the house, in the basement, the whole nine yards? Yeah. Because I kept him isolated where I wanted him in my life. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't necessarily saved. It just means that I didn't surrender everything of what I was to him. And we all three know sitting here that once you completely do that, 
man, when the chains are broken and God says, I'm going in the living room, I'm going in the bedroom, I'm going in the bathroom, I'm riding in your car, I'm getting in your pocket, <laughs> I'm, I'm wherever. I'm like, man, you missed out on so much yep. of what could have been. You know what I mean? And that that's, yeah. that's just kind of where I, where I would be with that. Um, I would, uh, the last question I want to go before we get to the surprise question uh, <laughs> is from... I think this is this is an important question to answer because we've all three been put in situations and I know at least I speaking for myself and you all tell me if it's a yes or no for you all sometimes I have other people that are new in their faith or whatever look at me as if I'm some sort of superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do y'all do you do y'all feel where I'm going with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This next question is from let me pick it up because I can't see. <laughs> This next this next question is from uh, Meg Stutz, and she says, "What's been the hardest thing about wa- your walk with Christ?" And keep in mind, kind of what we just got done talking about in terms of, I think it's important to, for everybody to know. Kagan kind of touched on it a minute ago about we are not Superman. We yeah. don't jump in a phone booth. We don't put on this red cape and come out and like we're not untouchable from the world because we are very much getting just knocked out every day. Yeah, you know, I, I would even add, you know, kind of like when we were talking about, you know, TikTok and not getting it to our heads, right. understanding why we are here right. uh, and what our purpose, is, our purpose is here on earth. Okay. So the question was from Meg Stutz, what's been the hardest thing about your walk with Christ, Caden? Um, mm, the hardest thing. Ooh. Honestly, the hardest thing is probably the, originally the hardest thing was completely surrendering everything to him. That was the hardest thing because I was so like, at first, whenever I first got saved, I still had a little bit of this ego that I had built up and was like, well, I'm going to go live for Jesus, but I kind of still want to sleep with my girlfriend at night. I can't give that up. There's no way I can do that. Or I was like, well, I want to go to church Sunday, sing worship, listen to a message, take notes, read my Bible whenever I get home. But Monday when I get to the job site, I'm going to be cussing like a sailor and fit in. Mm-hmm. Or, well, I'm still going to do Bible study, but um, next weekend I might go to a little bit of a party and get drunk. So I was go- I was fighting that battle where I was like, I want to be all in, but not, but not yet. I kept saying, but, and so it finally just got to the point where I just got on my hands and my knees. I was by myself in the middle of a parking lot. Um, and I was fighting, um, for a few months of going all in. Um, and that's something I think a lot of us, um, whenever we come to Christ, it's like, we have this worldly life. Um, and we don't want to give it, we don't want to give it all up because that means giving up friends. That means maybe giving up, um, family, um, our job, things that, um, we find confidence in and we find a lot of ourselves being happy with. But a lot of times those things can pull us further away from Christ. So that's why it's so, so important to literally go all in. And whenever I think of going all in, I think of uh, Paul in First Philippians when he says, um, and everyone in the town knows that I am in chains for Christ. And I can't think of anyone that's more all in than Paul I mean, think about his story. Like he killed, he persecuted, he literally hated Jesus Christ. And anyone that talked about him, boom, gone. Um, And then Paul is literally sitting there 
he does the most for the kingdom of God in the entire New Testament. And then he goes out there and he said, everyone in this entire town knows that right now I'm in prison. I'm wrapped up in chains for Jesus Christ. Mm. Now that's, there's no going more all in than that. So that's like, I, I was on my way home and I was thinking that, um, I was listening to a song and I forget what it was. I think it was spirit lead me. And I just started thinking like, man, Paul was in chains for Jesus. Paul was in chains for Jesus. And I'm like, I started crying. I was three minutes away from my house. I started crying. I'm looking at the sky and I'm kind of getting teared up thinking about it now. And I'm like, Jesus, I, I got to do this. Like, I don't care. Like if I'm held under the flame, I don't care if I have a sword held up my throat. I don't care if someone points a gun on my head. I want to be all in. I don't want to say no to anything except to what the world has to offer me. That's right. Amen, brother. Amen. Going, yeah. Going all in. That's, that's why he had to be at 710 and not seven o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go wipe his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you just used the Red Bull as a ploy. <laughs> that's awesome. No, uh, so that's do awesome. we do we want to let Tyler deliver the last? Tyler, do you want to deliver this hey, last Tyler, question? You know this this right here is a big, and it's not really a question. It, it was a statement that was made from one of your fans, and we want to see if you can guess which 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 fan it was of, of you on the Zoom Bible studies. So Tyler, this might be your biggest fan. <laughs> All right, don't say who the fan is. Just see if he can guess. Here's the here it is. Uh, no, I'm gonna say who no, it no, is. no, 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 no. No, because there's a couple people that you might think it is. You want me to tell you whenever I say it, or do you want to try to guess? Say say the statement, and then we'll tell him later. Yeah, say the statement, see, and we'll see, see if he can guess, pick up on we'll it. Go ahead. <laughs> your this question from your biggest fan is: Why does your hair look as lame as it does? <laughs> 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 What? And let's. Do you have a clue, or do you can you only, you want me to give you one hint? Why does my hair look as lame as it does? I'll give you one hint. You are usually at least live with this person, probably two or three times a week, at church. <laughs> I'm so getting ready to block him from. <laughs> That's great. That is the Gabe Brown, everybody. <laughs> we'll be seeing you. <laughs> Mr. Gabe Brown with that fabulous comment here at the end. So yes. what do you have to say about your hair? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to shave it off after that comment. Go. <laughs> wow. That's a bold that, statement right there. That is a bold statement. <laughs> but, Cade, no, uh, we, uh, Cade we, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Um, and uh, I want to encourage you, you know, in the past two years, what you've been able to accomplish is just nothing but a miracle from Jesus Christ, and He is definitely using you. Um, yeah. So don't don't stop. Something um, real quick. Um, I feel like anyone that listening listening to this is. Um, I want to say before we're done. Yeah. Um, I think, like whenever you first come to Jesus, um, you have to of course realize that you're a sinner, that you're a broken sinner, and you need a Savior. Because if you don't, then there's no reason. For Jesus, you don't need Jesus if you're perfect and you don't need saved. Um, so to acknowledge we're a broken sinner, we have to do that to be able to accept Jesus into our heart as our Lord and Savior. Um, <clears throat> but the thing about that is, whenever we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, I think a lot of times this answers a couple questions earlier too. Um, whenever we mess up, whenever we fall into temptation, whenever that time when we should have said no and we don't whenever we fall into that and it holds us down for a couple hours or a couple days or a couple weeks or even months. Um, and we feel so broken because we feel like we sinned and we hurt God. But what we forget to remember is that whenever we're in Christ Jesus, whenever we're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, 
we're not only just a sinner, but we're a child of God. Amen. Not just a sinner, we're a child of God. And so many people, I think, um, when they fall into that temptation, they forget that they're a child of God, that they're loved, that they're forgiven, and that Jesus Christ literally saved them. So um, I want to encourage anyone real quick that is listening to this, um, that if you do fall, because you're going to fall, um, you're going to have trials and struggles that you're going to, that's going to come upon your life. Um, don't forget whenever that happens, that you're a child of God, that you're his. Amen. Man, I, you want to, do you have anything else you want to say before I go? No. Nope. All right. Well, it's just because of things like that, Caden, that you're an inspiration even to me. Not that I mean by specific that you shouldn't be, but I mean, it's, Brother, the Lord has touched your life in a mighty way. I, I couldn't have said it any better than you just said, Marcus, that what you've accomplished in your walk with Jesus in the first two years, some people struggle to even get half of that within their whole life. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with total submission and yep. working on your relationship with Jesus. But, you know, I just thank God, honestly, for you daily. Uh, just as just I'll get kind of personal with this from a standpoint of as a father I've always my goal was to lead my children up in the Lord and to know that I have a son that is associated and considers you a friend and you him vice versa best friends it's yeah absolutely best friends and uh, yes sir and uh, <laughs> I couldn't have asked for anything more uh, he's grown so much through what God has led you all to do, and it's 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 a total encouragement to me. It's a blessing for me as a parent to know that I don't have to worry that of, of who he's hanging out with and who he's around and who he's desired to be with, and and just to know that. And I'll I'll, I'll kind of jump in on this a little bit with him sitting there looking at me and not knowing I'm going to say it, but to know that you know he's a junior at UK right now, and his whole thought process has changed from the standpoint of God, I just want dad. Why can't I be around my friends? And I'm like, well, son, you're up there with your room and with two, two of your good buddies. He said, no, dad, I'm not. I'm yes. They're my friends, but I want to be with my brothers. I want to be with my sisters. And I know, I know what he's talking about. You know what he's talking about, but to know that, you have had that much of an impact on his life has meant the world to me just because you love Jesus. And I, I thank you for that. Uh, I'll continue to be praying for you that God will keep pouring gas on the fire that you're, you're, you've started and that it'll continue to erupt, uh, as you move forward in, in, in your uh, relationship with Christ and this, where this zoom Bible study takes you guys. And, uh, I just wanted to share that with you and let you know, I love you, brother. I love you too. I love you guys. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I think that's all we got. Man, that's it. That That's that's the end of whatever episode this is going to be. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever decided to post it, yeah. Um, but uh, we th again, Caden, we uh, we thank you for joining us. Um, and uh, for this week, I've been Marcus. I'm J-Log. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check out flowpodcast.org to send in your questions or topics and get your official Flow merch. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok to get your faith life and off-the-wall fix during the week. Till next time, and remember to go with the flow.